Thanks for tuning in to Play, Move, Improve. My name is Robin Papworth. I'm an exercise physiologist, developmental educator, author and speaker, and I love sharing all of my expertise and passion for children's development. Today I'll be talking about a sensation called proprioception. So during my last episode in episode three, I spoke about spatial awareness. Be sure to tune into that if you haven't heard it already. So spatial awareness, to be able to complete the task of spatial awareness, to be able to achieve the skill of spatial awareness, you need proprioception. You need to feel how far away your body is from someone else, how far away your finger is in comparison to your shoulder. And it comes through a feeling of pressure and a feeling of movement in our ligaments and joints and muscles. So when we talk about the sensation of proprioception, it goes hand in hand with the motor skill of spatial awareness. Proprioception is one of our eight sensations. The other sensations you probably would be well aware of is smell, sound, touch, sight, and taste. Our special senses are vestibular and proprioception. And then another sensation that we have is called interoception. Usually when I work with my workshops, people go, why don't you talk about interoception? Well, that's really not something that I, as my as an exercise physiologist, works with. But if you have any concerns about interoception, do mention it to your OT or your speech pathologist. They tend to work with that more than I do. I work mostly with the two senses of vestibular and proprioception because they're based around movement and spatial awareness, coordination, balance. So they're the things that I really specialize in. So back to the sensation of proprioception. The easy way to think about proprioception is I think about pressure. So pressure that I feel in my joints, pressure that I feel in my muscles, and pressure that I feel through the movement that I get and the the impact that I get when my body touches something else. So for example, I use proprioception when I jump, and I feel proprioception when my feet hit the ground. When your feet hit the ground, you'll get like a bang impact and you'll feel that vibration go all the way up through your legs into your torso and that feeling is proprioception. It's told our body how far we have jumped, how hard we have landed and how much speed we have got from the rebound as we jump back up into the air. We also use proprioception when we hold a pencil or a pen. So if you were to have a pen in front of you, give it a real good squeeze and that pressure that you get in your knuckles and in your joints and in your muscles that's the build-up of the sensation called proprioception another one that i like to do is if you grasp your hands so you place link your hands hand in hand and you do the old exercise that we used to do where you twirl your thumbs round and round so you twirl one thumb over the top of the other have a try as long as you're not driving please don't do this if you're driving but have a try of rolling your thumbs over and over and the amazing thing about proprioception is it is telling your body how far away your thumb is from each other and how to not touch the other fingers as you roll them over the top of each other If you were to close your eyes, you should be able to still continue that movement without any visual information. Your proprioception system kicks in to be able to do that movement even without looking at your hands. Proprioception. The the activity that I described in episode three in spatial awareness, I described the ability to close your eyes and touch your nose with your pointer finger. So be able to find a body part with your pointer finger with your eyes closed. It's the sensation of proprioception that teaches you where your body parts in relation to each other. Kids who struggle with this sensation typically go in two ends of the spectrum. A child who's struggling with proprioception may seek out proprioception more. So you might find that they rock, 
jump, they might flap their hands, they might want to sit on your lap a lot, they might want the pressure of your comfort. You might find that they'll spin on chairs a lot and that is trying to find that pressure of their body as their body moves quickly through the through the feeling of space. This sensation can also quickly be um, a gray area with the sensation of vestibular. I'll chat to you about vestibular in the next episode. But proprioception and vestibular work hand in hand because proprioception is the feeling of pressure in our body and vestibular is the feeling of movement of our head. And typically when we're jumping on a trampoline or spinning in a chair or hopping on the spot, our head is getting movement as well. So these two sensations do tend to work together a lot. But what we're looking at is kids who are struggling with proprioception will either seek the sensation out, so they'll really love that feeling of proprioception, or they may avoid the feeling of proprioception. So these kids may be those kids that are in your classroom or in your home and they won't want to move much at all because when they move their joints in their body, they get overstimulated by this feeling of pressure. So you might find them side laying on the ground, avoiding movement as much as possible. They may not want to, you know, they may sort of, when you take them for a walk or they go riding on a bike, they might tend to try and avoid that activity and try and not have to do that activity. That sensation may be overwhelming for them. What we do when we work in with children who find these sensations overwhelming is we try and find a happy balance between the two. So what I typically do is if I have a child who really loves proprioception but I need them to focus, I try and give them lots of proprioception before the moment that they need to focus. So for example, they need to come to mat time to read a story. I do lots of jumping and hopping on the way to the mat so they're getting all that proprioception before they sit down. If while they're sitting down, they still need that proprioception, I just teach them to sit with their legs crossed and just apply a little bit of pressure onto their knees. So like a butterfly stretch nearly, trying to apply proprioception to their knees. Or I get them to clasp their hands together and squeeze their fingers gently, but give their fingers and their hands proprioception. So they're getting that sensation that they need, but they're still able to focus and be a part of the task. For kids who are avoiding proprioception and tend not to want to move too much, I give them as much ability to walk through the transitions as calmly and as slowly as they can. So for example, I know that they don't like too much proprioception. They don't like the hustle and bustle of getting bumped into by other children. That's all proprioception. I tend to let them go at the end of the transition, so they're last to transition, or I let them go first to transition. So they can avoid some of that sensation that they're not typically enjoying. But what I like to do for children who avoid proprioception, I like to add a little bit into their day to build up their tolerance for it. Because when we work in early learning, it's not just about trying to work out what goals and skills we want them to have at the age of four or five. It's looking at where would we like them to be when they're 14, 15, 24, 25, do it in 10-year increments. And if we have a child who's avoiding being in, in um, chaotic situations, whether it be because they may be bumped into, we want them to be able to build up a little bit of that tolerance because we can't bubble wrap them and protect them from these things for the rest of their life. So trying to build up slowly their tolerance in a time of their day where they feel calm and where we can build in maybe a little bit of jumping on the trampoline or where we can do a little bit of clapping to a rhythm because when we clap, we get proprioception, but finding that happy balance. 
Same as when we have children who are seeking proprioception, we need to give them that balance of how to bring them back to focus. Because we're looking at in early learning, they can get away with jumping and hopping and being really boisterous in the classroom. But we need to look at how that's going to look when they're in high school. So we teach them strategies of proprioception early on so they can start to self-regulate their own body using the sensation that they love, but more in a calm fashion. Big explosive movements outdoors when it's appropriate for outdoor play, but bringing them into small proprioception activities indoors. I have a lot of activities for proprioception on my website. I have an activity package called the movement package. You'll be able to find that on my website playmoveimprove.com.au and in there there's a lot of proprioception activities for both gross motor and fine motor print them out I've also got a calendar a monthly calendar where there's an activity per day and a lot of them are proprioception activities so again look on my website playmoveimprove.com.au you'll find a heap of proprioception resources and tune in for my next episode episode five where I'll chat about the vestibular system and you'll learn about that sensation as well so I'd like to thank you for tuning in come and say hello on my website or you'll also find me on Facebook at playmoveimprove or on Instagram at Robin Papworth Again, thank you for tuning in. I look forward to hearing from you.